This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest today, Declan Ivory, who's the Vice President of Customer Support for Intercom, is going to be talking to us and sharing his insights on everything about chat, GPT, AI, how it's integrating with customer service and customer support. It's going to be a great interview. I can't wait. Before we get started, a couple of things. I want to thank our sponsor, Text Expander. We'll talk more about them in the middle of the show. And then a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story you want to share or a question you want to ask, just reach out to me on any of the social media channels because I'm pretty much everywhere. If it is a question, be sure to use the hashtag Ask Shep, and I'll be sure to answer the question there on this show and my blog, newsletter, or perhaps on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And those episodes can be found on Amazon, uh, Roku, Apple TV, and you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv, and you can watch every episode. And they're fun to do. I love them. We always have a couple of great interviews, and I share uh, some insights in a monologue. Actually, I do a monologue in the front end, and I love to talk about a quote that I love at the end and, and, and share information about that. All right. It's time to get into our interview with Declan Ivory. Declan, welcome to the show. Hi, Chef. Uh, thank you very much. Delighted to be here. And uh, we can tell from your accent that you're really not from the United States. Although, uh, if you uh, if I went over to where you live, uh, you wouldn't have the accent. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am from Ireland, but currently sitting in Chicago. Nice. And so just, I mean, I know a little bit about uh, Intercom, but I would love for you to give us the elevator pitch. So we hear straight from the horse's mouth, what is Intercom? Okay. So Chef, Intercom provides one of the most complete customer services solutions in the market. Uh, We offer a seamless customer experience across both automation and human support. And it's built as an AI-powered automation-first customer service platform And basically, it's allowing businesses to deliver fast support, keep customers satisfied, keep costs low, and basically allow service teams to be very happy in the role they undertake. Right. So I I love that you talk, you use the word human, and you also talked about, uh, and I know we're going to talk about chat GPT. How can you not talk about chat GPT today as it applies to uh, what what can possibly be done with the customer experience? Um, By the way, I don't know if you can hear... uh, the sirens in the background, but a fire truck just went by my office. So everything uh, shakes, but hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> but, the background noise, but it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So, uh, well, let's just jump right into it. Um, customer service industry. It, it, it's powerful. I believe today, 
support is thought of as uh, a lot of people still think of it as a cost center, but the more forward thinking companies are looking at it as a revenue generation center. It's how we retain our customers, how we create loyalty with our customers. But let's jump right into it. Uh, your comment is we're in the strongest position in decades to drive meaningful change and innovation. What do you mean by that? Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, you know, I've had a level of frustration or want of a better way of describing it, for quite a while, that actually very little innovation was being applied to the support role or the support process. Uh, yeah, we've seen some enhancements like new channels of engagement have opened up, etc. But fundamentally, most support teams operate the same way as they did in the early 2000s. And yet now we're actually seeing real technical innovation that is really exciting to see. And that's coming through things like the ability to really uh, apply AI and ML at scale. It's around really kind of um, uh, comprehensive messaging solutions and you know, intelligent routing opportunities. So the technology has really advanced to the stage where I actually genuinely believe we can deliver a truly transformational experience for customers, something that I think customers have expected and wanted and demanded and generally, the support industry has not been able to deliver. And we're really on the cusp of a major change now because the technologies have evolved and matured to a level where we can actually apply them in a very transformational way for customers. I remember, gosh, it had to be maybe seven, eight years ago, I went to an event with IBM and they actually put me through a program called Cognitive College, where I learned how to interact with a chat bot and have an intelligent conversation. And uh, so I had to, for my final exam, if you will, uh, do a, a, a genuine support call and set it up using uh, what, what it would look like with a chat bot. And I can't remember if we called them chat bots back then. I think they actually refer to them as robots, not chat bots. Uh, anyway, uh, I decided I'm going to be a bike dealer. I'm going to sell bicycles. And I had, I'll be the computer. And I had the customer call or log on and said, I want to buy a bike. And I said, well, what, what kind of bike do you want? How old is the, or is this a bike for you or for someone else? How old is the bike? So I, I, as a computer would ask questions back to the person and create this dialogue and eventually give this customer the answer they needed, the bike that they should buy. Now, that to, now, by the way, I would say that was a beautiful thing. And I got all excited till I realized it was probably more of a dream than reality, because I think today it's more reality. Back then, it's like, this is what we're working on. This is what's going to happen. Is it happening right now? Oh, yeah. But the programming and the cost to do it was astronomical. Today, it's a whole, it's a whole different story, isn't it? Absolutely. I think the, the big difference is this technology can be applied quite quickly, quite cheaply. Uh, it has matured to a level where there's a huge amount of confidence in the ability of the technology to work consistently and actually deliver a very good customer experience. Uh, and a lot of it is around the ability to have what is a very meaningful and an, uh, almost an intelligent conversation between the chatbot and the person seeking support. And I think that's the big difference. Actual experience of it from an end user point of view is radically different. Uh, like there's lots of chatbot technology out there today, but it feels clunky at times. It doesn't feel conversational or personalized. You don't actually get the impression that the chatbot understands you as a customer, values you as a customer, or has the context of you as a customer. Whereas with technology and where it's advanced to today, you can actually deliver a very conversational feel to the interaction with a chatbot. 
the chatbot has access to the exact same underlying information that a human support agent or human support specialist has. And they can actually understand the context of the customer, you know, how they're interacting with you as, as an organization and can personalize the experience then in terms of the conversation and really advance resolving the issue or answering the question that the customer has. So that is a major leap forward from the kind of environment that you described before, where, yeah, you could you know build a very structured uh, uh, interaction with a customer, but it felt clumsy, uh, clunky at times. It didn't feel integrated. There wasn't a very smooth handoff to human support if you required it. That's one of the reasons we talk about automation and human support. You've got to be able to make that transition from you know the chatbot doing whatever it can to help the customer to a situation where maybe you need to talk to a human. And it's a seamless transition. You don't feel that all of a sudden you're into a different transaction flow or a different environment or that, you know, all of a sudden you have to repeat everything that you said before. It's seamless. You know, you, you feel valued as a customer throughout the interaction. And who decides uh, that I'm going to be switched from the chat bot? If I'm the customer, if I'm going to be switched from the chat bot to the human, do I say you're not getting this? I want to talk to someone or does the chat bot understand I don't think the customer is understanding this. I'm going to move them myself to a customer service rep, human. It's actually a combination of the two. Like at the end of the day, you know, you've got to be able to build the the conversation flow, and that's what we call it. And, and you know, we have roles called called conversation designers. So you think about the conversation flow with the customer, and you've got to you know make sure that you're enabling the customer to make a decision. So at some point, the, the customer might decide I need more than I'm getting from this support interaction, and the customer has to be able to say, look, and I want to talk to a human support specialist. I, I want to move out. But equally, the technology has to be smart enough to understand it's now reached the limitation of what it can do. It needs to basically get a, additional help and involve a human support agent in, into the process. Uh, and that is actually capable today. You can build that into the, the conversation flow. But again, you got to design it in. And this is you know, one of the exciting things about this industry. There's new roles evolving all the time, like this conversation, uh, conversation design role that wouldn't have existed before. But you've got to really think about the customer journey, the customer flow, and you got to be very intentional around how you design that so that you can have that seamless pass off. And the customer also has choice as well to say, hey, you know, I actually need more in-depth support here. Uh, you know, please provide it. Well, the conversation designer title is something that's new. Uh, something that I got excited about is when I heard the, the phrase prompt engineer, which refers to when you go to ask the question, that's a prompt, okay, are we asking it the right way? Are we engineering our words properly to get the right answer? So chat GPT, which uh, I'm not going to say if you don't know what chat BT is, you're living under a rock. Absolutely. I think a lot of people know what chat GPT is. They just have never actually done anything with it themselves. Yeah. In the customer support world and customer service world, we are starting to say, my God, this is amazing technology. How can we use this? But the prompt that the customer has, the question that the customer has is so important. How do you create... Um, I guess the technology that understands all the many ways a customer can ask the same question. It's, it's a really good question and, and, and very valid. Like you're right. Customers can phrase things in different ways, you know, it, it, depending on the culture they come from, the country they come from, there can be nuances. And the, the chatbot technology, you know, uh, which as you say, like chat GPT is becoming one of the key engines uh, powering kind of the whole AI experience. You've got to be able to take those kind of different nuances and be able to interpret and understand the question the customer has asked. 
Or, you know, if, if you don't get full understanding, you're then asking a series of questions that are getting you that clarification, making sure you're taking out any ambiguity around what the customer is asking for. So this is a very good point. Like you, you can't rely on the customer always phrasing question in a very precise way that means you can automatically then understand what's happening. And that's the beauty, I think, of things like ChatGDB. It can dynamically ask questions, clarify, really get to the root question that the customer has, and then obviously provide the right answer or route the customer in the right way. Do you know what I see uh, in the future? I see something very bright and and very good for me and everybody else listening, and especially the people in the next office, because this is what I hear all the time coming from the next office uh, over. I hear her screaming, agent, agent. <laughs> representative representative and finally i hear slam as she slams down the phone i think that this technology could put an end to all of that as, as it becomes sophisticated enough to recognize when customers are frustrated and they're not getting the answers that they want absolutely you know that that day of shouting you know agents has to be gone like this it's got to be the ability for the technology to recognize you know, I need to pass this off. I passed it. I've passed the limits of my knowledge and understanding. I need to get someone else involved or even detecting, for example, in real time, the sentiment of the customer, like doing sentiment analysis in real time and actually detecting, hey, the sentiment of this conversation is going in the wrong direction. I need to get help. I need to pass it off to a human. Like that's all technically possible. And it opens up a whole different world of experience for customers. Well, I love it. And I think that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break is how you combine this technology with the human to human experience. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are talking with Deckley Ivory, Intercom's Vice President of Customer Support. Don't go away. We're coming right back with more. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers a snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Declan Ivory, Vice President of Customer Support at Intercom. And we've been talking about AI and chatbots and the, uh, I think, the what is a digital almost self-service option uh, because you never really have to talk to a human. But a comment that you have here is the future of customer service will be grounded in a few priorities. Let's talk about the first one, which we have been, which is automation plus humans. So like at the end of the day, most customers, like they don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to actually talk to a support organization for one of my service providers. Like that's not kind of the reason they get up out of bed in the morning. And many customers, uh, I think, you know, typically it's 65, 75%, depending on which survey you look at, want to actually be able to self-serve or else have their issue handled in a very automated, very quick way. 
And that's really what is kind of the expectation that's out there. So like the automation piece, like customers expect to be able to self-serve or expect to have their transaction or issue handled in an automated way. That's just the kind of the expectation. But then when they do need to go and talk to a human, they want that to be a compelling experience. And what makes it compelling is that as they transition from the automated self-serve world into the human support world, the information that's available to both kind of avenues is exactly the same. So you understand the customer context, you can provide a personalized experience, you know exactly what that customer's history is with you, you know, around using your service, around engaging with support. And you make them feel like a very valued customer as a result of that through making it personalized, making it contextual. And that's where it is, if the future is automation and human support, because you need both. Like there are certain things where you need the, the knowledge and understanding that a human support agent brings to the table to handle the complexity of what the customer wants. You want the more simple transactions handled in a very quick self-serve automated way. And that is, I think, the beauty of where technology is today. You provide that base underlying level of customer context and personalization that actually makes it a really compelling experience, irrespective of whether it's automation or human support. And I think from the internal side, the agent probably appreciates that there is a digital solution that can handle some of the basic questions that they get asked over and over and over and over again, uh, simple to answer, but now they can spend more time on, I would say, higher level type support issues and questions that the machine can't answer. Absolutely. And we haven't even touched on the way that agents can use this technology as well. So for example, oh, yeah. using something like ChatGDP to summarize a conversation that you've had with a customer and be able to pass it off or hand it off to the next support agent. Lots of applications of this technology, both for customers and for support agents. Well, we could probably talk about this for about another three and a half to four hours, but I want to jump to another topic, which is the difference between, well, and I know what the difference is, it's obvious, but your take on proactive uh, versus reactive support. So at the end of the day, I think most support experiences are reactive. You know, you're responding to something that has happened to a customer, they have an issue, they have a question, you're, you're trying to solve that for them. And yet, you know, what a compelling experience would be if you were able to reach out to the customer and say, hey, I've noticed you, you've had this issue, or I predict that you're about to have this issue. And, you know, I want to be able to solve the problem ahead of time. So that kind of proactive support approach is really, really compelling for customers. And again, it's beginning to meet the kind of expectations that customers have as their expectations grow. Like even surveys we've done recently have said that 73, 75% of customers, their expectations in terms of what they want from a support solution or provider is actually increasing. You know, uh, customers are becoming more demanding and practice support is part of how you address that uh, a heightened expectation and increased demand for support experience. You know, even down to within your product, being able to provide tips and hints around how you use the service. Like that's all part of the practice support motion. Yep. I know that we've got a machine, a copy machine, scanner, all that. And what happens is at a certain point, we get a message, not an error message saying, hey, you're getting low on toner. Time to replace that. You need a new whatever. Would you like us uh, just click here and it will schedule your service call? It's proactive reaching out to me. Another example, which I think I've mentioned this on the show before, um, one of my clients is a major um, internet broadband provider, phone service, and sometimes there's an outage, right? You know, the internet goes out. By the way, the only time you find out the internet or the cable went out is when you have a bunch of people over ready to watch the Super Bowl and the TV doesn't work. <laughs> no, I hope that's not, that's not, but you really don't know about it until after you've turned it on and realize it's not working. 
So what this company has tried to do is get as much information about their customer, how to contact them, email, uh, text through their phone number, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. They want every way to contact and they promise they're not going to give that information away. They're only going to use it to reach out to you when there is some kind of an important issue, such as an outage. And what they do is when they find out there's an outage in your area, they blast every one of these communication channels with a message saying, we are on it. We're on top of it. However, you respond back to us every hour you're going to hear back from us. I'm not, not using the right terminology, but in that channel so that you can stay so you can know we're on top of it and you feel comfortable that things are being taken care of. That's a great example of of proactive service, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, that kind of incident management is a really uh, good example of proactive. Another one, if you're using resources, it could be software licenses and you're running out of them, you alert the customer ahead of time. Hey, do you know you're running out of this resource? Do you know you need to do X, Y, or Z to expand your pool? Like that type of stuff is just really good customer experience and very doable today with the technology that's out there. Yeah, my, my phone tells me I've run out of cloud space that I need to go to the next level. Or start, or just delete some of what I have on there. I'm not deleting any of those pictures. No, just sell me more cloud space. Well, let's talk about the the final uh, topic, which is conversational versus or plus uh, omni-channel support. Now you've mentioned that, and I want to make sure everybody who's listening, because we have everybody from people in customer support centers, customer experience executives, even to people who are just driving in their car right now who are interested in customer service. Omni-channel, I'll let you define it, and I want to hear what your take is on a true omni-channel experience, although you've kind of already mentioned it going from the chat uh, bot to the human and being seamless without having to repeat information. But go ahead and, and share with us your take on omni-channel. So for me, omni-channel is really about enabling a customer to engage with you over whichever channel makes sense for them. So it could be a chat, a chat experience through Messenger. It could be email. It could be a text service. It could be a you know something like um, uh, a chat service, etc. Like just different technologies that customers want to use to engage with their uh, suppliers. And really, omni-channel is around recognizing: I want to let the customer have choice. I want to let them engage with me over which channel makes sense. But the important thing about uh, omni-channel is that the experience is exactly the same for the customer. You're ensuring that you have access to all of the same information around that customer context, around their experience with you, and you can engage with them and give them a valued experience no matter what. And that's where the conversational piece comes in. Like we have, certainly in Intercom, we built our platform around the messenger experience. And then we've enabled other channels to basically use the same principles of the messenger experience, which is around conversation. Like human engagement is around conversation. And if you can take that conversational feel and apply it not just in the messenger world, but apply it in every other channel that the customer engages with you, you're giving a really compelling experience. You're making sure it's seamless, irrespective of the channel, and you're making sure you're demonstrating that you value and understand the customer. And that's why we talk about conversational and omni-channel. It's around recognizing that customers have choice around how they engage with you, and you've got to enable that choice and make sure the customer feels valued no matter what channel they use. Well, that's a great description of what I think the optimum customer experience should be. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, it's deliverable today. Like the technologies are there to enable this. And this is part of 
you know, the frustration I, I spoke about earlier. There's been lots of technology out there. Lots of support organizations have been slow to really uh, adopt it. And the change now is customer expectations are changing faster. The technology is really maturing, as we've seen through ChatGPT and what's happening in the whole AI, AI world. And then the economic climate is compelling uh, people to really look at how can I deliver a really strong, compelling customer experience to retain the customers I have, but also manage my costs. And that's delivered through technology. So there's a lot of things colliding now to actually say, we're actually going to see a real transformation in the customer support experience. And we're going to really use technology to deliver a compelling and cost-effective customer experience. Yeah, I, I look back and I remember when computers first came around, the personal computer. And what did Bill Gates say? We'll never need more than 64K or 128 of RAM or whatever. And of course, you know, things progressed and progressed. And what happened, and I can't remember what uh, the law is. Um, shoot, it's a law that's tied to computers that the microchip doubles in Moore, capability. Moore's law. Moore's law. Moore's law, yes. I kind of feel the same thing's happening in the, the customer support world with the technologies and capabilities and, and what we're able to do. Uh, with an omni-channel experience, creating the same feel and meeting the expectations regardless of the channel. This was not capable even three years ago, five years. It might have been, but only at a very high expense. And 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 often at, at, at a, I would say the customer really not feeling great about the experience most of the time. Agreed. Like the, the experience is quite clunky. You didn't get a feel that there was an understanding of you as a customer. You really felt that transition from one channel to another. And that's where I think that the change is coming. You know, it is a seamless experience. That's ultimately what we're trying to achieve here. Right. And thank you for reminding me it was Moore's Law. Very good. All right. We always wrap it up with a real quick final tip. So I asked the last question is like that one thing, that one morsel, that one nugget of information that you'd like to leave this audience thinking about as we close out the show. So I think the, the one nugget you know, that I'd like to leave the audience with, if you think about the ability to apply AIML, you know, now is the time, right? The uh, technology is really maturing. There's an opportunity to really make a, a game change or a real transformation in support experience. And if you're not thinking about how you're applying these technologies from a support perspective, you're missing out on a real opportunity. Like I've never been so excited about how technology can be applied to support as I kind of see the landscape now. It's really, really exciting. I mean, it's it really is amazing. By the way, you use the, the term ML a couple of times. ML is machine learning for if anybody doesn't know what that is, you go, AI, I know what AI is. What's ML? There you go. Well, Declan, this has been a great uh, conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another interview and another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another great interview. So until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.